Too sweet, me, Matt. Come on. The backwards too sweet. That's the new thing, isn't it? You got, yeah. you got the, the guns being raised in uh, AW for Bullet Club Gold. It's such a simple thing, just turning it around and suddenly it's fresh. Yeah, man. I, uh, man, at any chance there was a microphone in front of me, I took, I took an opportunity to say something negative about David Finley. And now, well, now I'm Kevin Kelly style. I'm going to have to eat a hat. Hey, it takes, it takes a big man to acknowledge, you know, to accept that things change and stuff changes. So that's good. Oh boy. Have, has it ever changed? Jeez Louise. Dominion was out of this fucking world, man. Holy shit. Like I screamed literally at the top of my lungs at one point it was just incredible i had the best time watching that show it was so much fun no i agree man i uh i avoided all dominion spoilers for for almost two days because it was super super important to me um that i'd be able to watch the event uh almost in real time without anything being spoiled and I, uh, I, I DM'd you and was like, avoid spoilers at all costs. And it was the show wasn't even finished yet. I think I sent you that as the main event was starting because the show had just already been the wildest thing in the world. Yeah, man. And it, it uh, so you know, work is busy, and I had a very, very late night Saturday, and I was up very early Sunday. So it was like your DM was like the light at the end of the tunnel for me. I was like, I just have to make it. <laughs> like I have to finish this farmer's market, go home, take like a two hour nap, go back out on the truck. And then I just got to make it home. And once I get home, I'm dialed into Dominion. My wife is playing Zelda. She doesn't give a shit. Mm -hmm. I said, do you care if I watch this? She says, I don't, I'm playing Zelda. I don't care what you do. So uh, I made it to after the G1 announcements. And I sent you another message because you're pretty, um, you're pretty good at sending the rundown, and I didn't know if the rundown that you sent for the show when you woke up this morning would have included a spoiler. So I was like, "Hey, man, I just got through. Uh, yes, I just got through the announcements. I'm like, I, I, I will pick up in the morning, but but no no spoilers, man. It was one that you had to watch spoiler free. Like, it just the, the amount of new." new like just so much new so much fresh new japan has not felt this fresh perhaps ever in my time of watching i started watching in like 2015 um it's just they they are in star making mode they are in let's prepare for the future mode like and i love it and it's amazing and i've said it on here before you can't make new stars unless you take the opportunity to make new fucking stars and new japan are making big fucking plans for the future with this show yeah, it seems like that whatever formula they use for Tanahashi and Okada and Naito, they are they they've tweaked it a little bit because clearly those are once in a generational talents. Oh, but absolutely. they are, man, they are this this show was. Woo! I want I, I'm high. I'm high as a kite today, Kieran. Much better than Wednesday when I showed up on that that fightful overbooked. Uh, <laughs> show. I, i've not i've not seen the entire thing i only caught like a minute or two of it uh as i was i was watching some on the way home the other day yeah it was it was fun i appreciate jeremy and rob for uh for joining letting me join it'll probably be the last time i ever get invited so we'll, <laughs> we'll get the brunt of uh of those invites hey i'm i'm stuck in the office during those hours but uh yeah they asked me you know surprises for uh 
for Dominion and and they exceeded my expectations. Nothing I had suggested happened. Uh, <laughs> because I was I was thinking like you know what you know me, why because as we said Gado listens to Bread Club. He doesn't listen to in the weeds. If you had said your suggestions on Bread Club, they maybe would have come true. Yeah, well, I think somebody else is listening to Bread Club too because you know we did our show two weeks ago and then it's fucking. Mighty Mighty Boss Tones went in and he scooped up fucking Aussie Open, man. Oh, yeah, I know. Like, literally, like, two days after we started, we finished recording, Aussie Open gets signed by AEW after my my talk of Tony Khan laying seeds for the future. It turns out the future was 48 hours away. Yeah, man, what the fuck? Can you not? Can you not steal arguably the best tag team in professional wrestling? Yep. I mean, it. it, it they, they've said they're coming back. They They have said they're coming back to Japan. Uh, I'm being interrupted by my by my patient, my uh, my oh, little kitten. Oh, I'm sorry. Has just has to get spayed. Oh, come show you got to show her to the camera. This is little oh, Yuki. Hi, Yuki. She's just, she's just got back from an operation, and she's all in her little helmet, and she's all shaven, and she hates my lovely fiance Hazel. Oh, Conehead, you'll be fine, Yuki. You'll be fine, Conehead. Matt said. We got, we got, I got a lot, I got a lot of extra cone heads around here if you need one. <laughs> I have at yeah. least two, at least go, two. Go on, go put her down. Let her get comfortable. Poor little thing. She's missing half her hair. Yeah, that's what they do. We had a, our, our guy had the Muda, the great Muda. Mm -hmm. He had like a, a, like a growth on his ear and they had to cut half of his ear off. Oh, poor guy. So they had to shave all that and then they had to put a cone on him and uh, he was not used to being like put to sleep so when he woke up he was not a happy guy <laughs> spraying then, spraying mist everywhere shouting the f yeah, word we had to kind of like lock him up like we had to lock him up here because him and his cone his cone head he was just running into things with this giant cone on his head <laughs> trying to smash it off um but yeah no uh aussie open sign of aw very much out of the field, but like I said, I, I, we can't act surprised by it because Tony Khan had clearly made his intentions clear and in that he liked, he was a fan of the boys. He was a, putting Carl Fletcher on as, as a singles wrestler whenever he could. So, you know, good luck to them. They want that safety. They want that contract. They want to wrestle in America, but, you know, it's not the end of them in New Japan, at least um, for now. I hope not. What's not to like about them? They're fantastic. But. We are here to talk about New Japan professional wrestling. We usually go back to front, but fuck that, Matt. We got to start with Dominion. We'll we'll we'll, we'll backtrack to best of the Super Juniors. That seems like it's a million miles away after that Dominion show. Yeah, no, I agree. You know what? I I was setting up the uh, the the banners, and uh, you had best of the Super Juniors in there, and I was like, all right, I guess like if we need to. <laughs> Matt said, "Fuck the Juniors." No, I didn't say no. No. <laughs> No, 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 no. It's like Okada's say. hate for Shota. Imagine that. Okada's hate for Shota and Renarita. That's how Matt feels about the junior heavyweight division. No, not at all. Look, we saw the end of the best of the super juniors, but what Dominion, man. We're here talking. It's fresh. We're, we're 24 hours. Right? What's today? Yeah. Today's uh, Monday. Sure. Yeah. We're like a little over 24 hours removed. The show took place on Sunday in Japan. It is Monday. We are recording this and we're here to talk about fucking dominion which kicked off with an eight minute sprint between will osprey and lance archer and it is confirmed we all knew it was coming but we are getting will osprey versus kenny omega round two slash round three if you want to include their pwg match but nobody should i don't include that i i nope. think this is step two in the trilogy mm -hmm. um man i i 
if you've watched the bread club, we're 24 episodes in disregard that. I labeled it episode 23. <laughs> I wasn't in front of my calendar this morning. Um, I've talked about it at nauseum. Lance Archer in new Japan just hits differently. The presentation, everything like there were moments. And it was like you said, this was a sprint. This was an eight minute sprint. There were moments where I was like, Osprey's got the shoulder taped up. I know he's been banged up for like the last year and change. I, I wouldn't be upset if they pulled like a mega upset and made us wait for Osprey to be completely healed to possibly be the main event of all in. I wouldn't be mad if we saw Archer uh, Osprey, but man, four hidden blades all that'll put you to sleep. Oh, yeah, it was great. Uh, side note, I was just trying to get up our comments. I didn't realize that Fightful actually uploaded just your part of Into the Weeds. There, yeah, they did. They did. I didn't know that. I was searching through the original Into the Weeds live and trying to find out when Smack come on and everything. Um, but no, that's very cool. Uh, yeah, yeah well, no, the headlines they used, I was not thrilled with. Matt shoots hard on junior heavyweight division. No, they had, they, they had the headline. My problem with Tanahashi's stupid fucking hair, and we'll get in the stupid hair because you know what fucking stupid hair? Kushida. I don't know what Kushida's doing. He needs to find a fucking proper barber. What was wrong with Kushida's hair? I don't remember being offended by his hair or taking any notice of it. He had like he had like a regular cut, right? And then he had his hair was up in like a like a little man bun, right? Whatever. Yeah. But then the side there was like. A space around his head where there was nothing, and then he just had like hair. Oh, I think, he, I, yeah, I think he's had that for a while. He, he looks like an idiot. But you could, you know, what I would pay good money for a podcast where each episode is just you dissecting a different wrestler's hair. See, right. Here's the problem there's only so much hair, and so many people who have stupid hair. I don't know. With, with with you on the mic, the possibilities are endless when it comes to wrestlers and their hair, I think. Um, but yeah, this match is a sprint um the four hidden blades a nice touch i like lance arch kicking out of one kicking out of one of them um because the lance the, the hidden blade has certainly lost its power it seems it used to kind of be a secret weapon almost um but osprey has the way he used it now like the flying version of it to a standing opponent always just looks incredible um and after the first one, he hit three consecutively. It wasn't like he'd done second one and Arch kicked out. The third one, Arch kicked out. It was one, fuck, this man's a monster. I've got to unleash this fucking shed load of hidden blades. And he gets the win. A little bit of respect post-match between them, a fist bump. And Will Ospreay getting on the mic saying he's coming to Canada. Um, Matt, did you see Will Ospreay's post-match comments backstage? I did not. <laughs> He goes off about not liking Canada and he's like, where did the notion come from that all Canadians are nice? Let's look at the evidence. Chris Jericho, arsehole. Don Callis, arsehole. El Fantasmo, arsehole. Bret Hart just moans all the fucking time. Hey, and he's easy, like... Easy with the Bret Hart stuff. He, he, went for the, he went for the Bret Hart one. Um, Rumours circulating the FTR board is already trying to get into uh, to Will Ospreay's house to fight him right now. Um, but the case in point is Will Ospreay wants to go into Canada hated clearly he wants to go into forbidden door and of course the fans are going to be in kenny omega's corner he's the home not his hometown boy i don't think but he's you know certainly their their home the, the, the home crowd favorite um so will Ospreay is going to do everything he can to get booed out of the fucking building um i think he has to pick the, the the ability to do so and i hope he leaves forbidden door with the title but hey forbidden door preview will be on our next episode which will be 
just before the event is happening. Um, so that's something to look forward to. Yeah, no, this was uh, this was good. It was quick. It was fast. Uh, we got the result we wanted. Kevin, Chris, and Gino. Great to have Gino back. Gino! Uh, had speculated when the match would take place, and Will wasted no time letting the world know he will be in Canada uh, on June 25th. So we're shout excited. out, shout out, Claudio, telling Gino that his shirt was too tight during the match or too small for him in the middle of their six-man tag match later on the card. Gino's um, looking like he's going to be a super junior. Gino is a, a blessing to have back on the commentary desk. And then the second match in the card, eight-man tag, just five guys versus LIJ. Not much to discuss there. Uh, third match on the card, IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship. Surprisingly changing hands. Catch 2-2 getting their titles back at the first time of asking from the Jet Setters. Kevin Knight and Kushida not getting a single defense, holding the titles for maybe a month at best, if that. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure of the of why we had to do the title change um do you know what unless... they were close to becoming the longest reigning in terms of days champion right so i wonder if that's why maybe new japan didn't want that but also i don't mind it it's you know it gets some notoriety for kevin knight and stuff like that but of course, well uh, and also if the story they're looking to tell was that what they won the tag titles and going into best of the super juniors the concern was kevin knight was the in inexperienced one but then we 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 reached the end of the best of the super juniors and it's kushida who's at the bottom mm -hmm. not kevin knight so if, if that's the story they were looking to tell i think they did a good job of it uh and i think uh, I can honestly say I was uh, completely oblivious to uh, what happened post-match. I love Dan Maloney. I thought it was awesome that he was there. I felt it was a power move to him for him to stay and be a team player. Um, <laughs> it was the first of many holy shit moments uh, for me. But, man, I, uh, I thought they pulled that off beautifully. Uh, they are... Uh, two-time IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Champions. There's a post-match celebration. Out comes the ornery Rhino, Clark Connors. The uh, what, Rhino? Ornery. He's very angry now. Okay, he's not horny. He's ornery. No, 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 no. He's not horny. No, no, he's not with Taguchi anymore. Okay, got you. Uh, and he comes out, and he says, we're going to challenge for the tag titles, and he kind of points behind him to the, the wall, like someone's going to come out of the entranceway, and then... Dan Maloney with the old the old Pearl Harbor job. Uh, it, it was done really fucking well. Like, oh, who's going to be this next Bullet Club person? You know, who's joining Bullet Club? And then, yeah, he's already in the ring. It's Dan Maloney. Um, the match itself was was the, definitely the weakest out of their trilogy. They had the Super Junior Tag League match. They had a title change and then this title change again. Um, but I'm all for Dan Maloney doing this. I felt he was one too many for the United Empire. Um like, I didn't know where he would fit in here. I didn't think you needed another junior, but now it all makes a lot more sense. And it fits in with David Finley making Bullet Club his own, reinventing Bullet Club. Like, it, it that we'll, we'll obviously touch, we're, we're going to have to have a proper discussion about Bullet Club when we talk about the War Dogs. Um, but yeah, I, I'm a big fan of this, and they're challenging Independence Day, Coroquen Hall for the tag titles. Um, so let's see what uh, Dan, Dan Maloney, and they, and they had that killer best of Super Juniors match. Dan Maloney and Clark Connors, arguably Dan Maloney, perhaps the best match of both of them in the tournament, where, where they just threw each other around the outside of the ring for 95% of the match and beat the shit out of each other. It was fucking tremendous. Yeah, yeah. And look, man, they again, I don't think um, 
I don't think Chris and Kevin and Gino get the credit they deserve at telling the stories. They they do a great job of conveying the stories, and it was kind of like you know these but two. Ma- just- Matt, did you know that Dan Maloney is a has heavyweight power in a junior heavyweight frame? So I've heard. So I've heard that too, once or twice. Uh, but they did a great job. <laughs> How, how, you know, Clark, they couldn't believe it. Clark and Dan Maloney just beat the shit out of each other at best of the Super Juniors. But, but, but Gato took notice. He took notice. Do you know, I love as well, again, backstage comments. Dan Maloney's reasoning is so fucking funny. He's like, oh, whenever I want to have a smoke, TJP's like, oh, you shouldn't smoke here. You shouldn't do that. I wanted to go get a beer after, uh, after a match and, and and Francesco Akira is like, oh, maybe we should go get some bubble tea instead. He's like, basically, he was like, these two are fucking geeks. They're not cool enough for me. Fuck them guys. I'm um, I'm I want to smoke. I want to drink. I want to fight. And he was like, when I was in the bar drinking by myself, who walks in but Clark Connors or Gado? I can't remember. But basically, that that's the story he's run with. But yeah, basically, he was like these fucking geeks telling me what to do. Fuck them. I'll join Bullet Club. Yeah, it's fantastic. And and you're right, man. You need I'm you not U E is. To the it's filled to the brim. We got a lot going on there. Like it just fits. It fits so well. It brings a brand new uh, tag team to the junior scene, uh, and it makes sense, dude. I told you last week. Dan Maloney is a menace. He is a fucking menace, and uh, and I was like, all right, like I'm kind of, I, I kind of see what David Finley is up to, and I'm kind of not hating it as much as i did absolutely not no there is a method method methodology here there's the word methodology here like he is making a concerted effort to have a style of wrestler and a style of in-ring ability like they're just going to be heavy hitters basically and you know bullet club has never really had a personality like that in the ring it's just been you know kind of we're all we're all bastards but they've never had the same kind of in-ring vibe, whereas Dan Maloney and Clark Connors are going to beat the shit out of you. And Finley is certainly showing that. And the two men that came out after this next match, that, as you can imagine, I'm so fucking happy about. But we've got to talk about a match first. Three-way tag team match. No, no, don't, Bish- you, don't, you, don't skip my TV title match now, big guy. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. My bad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know. it's very Look, the Bullet I, Club I, stuff is very exciting. I, <laughs> I know. I you. But... Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. going in. He's had a crazy schedule. He was on uh, Ring of Honor Thursday, Rampage Friday. He's here on Sunday. Jeff Cobb is no slouch. He took him to a time limit draw at Duntaku. And you want to talk about a fucking sprint. I love the 15-minute time limit. I love it. They went less than nine minutes. It's, I, I wonder if this is the shortest New Japan World TV match we've had yet. Um I wasn't in love with this match, uh, but the ending was fucking out of this world. The tour of the islands counterfeit counted into a crucifix pin from Zack Sabre Jr. was fucking expertly done and sublime. Um, and I, yeah, I, we, we say it every time, I don't want Zack to drop the title. There, there's no one I can envision doing better or being worthy of knocking this crown off of Zack's head right now. Did you not enjoy it because it felt like they were laying the groundwork for Zack Sabre Jr. to not walk out of their TV champion? No, I just didn't. I don't know. It, I don't think it got to the heights I like. I don't think they're necessarily styles mesh the greatest. Um, but what was really cool was, was fucking uh, 
Jeff Cobb pulling out a European clutch pin. Like, how is that man doing that? And so, so well as well. Like, it, it, he is a freak of nature. No, I agree. I, I enjoyed this a lot. And I, uh, I was happy to see Zach retain. I just don't know. I don't know what's next for him. And I don't know who, like, you're really, when the time comes to have him lose this TV title, like, I feel sorry for the person who takes it from him because they have some mighty big shoes. To My concern is they're clearly building on Ring of Honor uh, to Samoa Joe versus Zack Sabre Jr. They're doing the whole TV champion versus TV champion shtick. Is it going to be title and title at Forbidden Door? Is it going to be neither title? Is it going to be one of the titles? Because if that happens, I don't see a world where Zack Sabre, they, they let Zack Sabre Jr. beat Samoa Joe. I see Samoa Joe becoming the double champion, and that will make me very sad. I love Samoa Joe, but I don't want that to happen. I love Samoa Joe from like 15 years ago. Uh, this Samoa Joe, I could. I'm just not. I'm not. It doesn't excite me. The idea of like, I'm sure Samoa Joe and Zack Sabre Jr. will have a great match, and you call me a homer or whatever you want to call me. Like, I don't want him to be the New Japan TV champion. Like, this works. Like, I'd rather be fucking Ren Narita. Or mm. I'll take fucking Toru Yanu. I mean, pump, 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 pump the brakes a little I'm bit. Just there. Saying, I just, Ooh. I don't want, right. I have like, I have like, I have like PTSD from when they gave the fucking tag titles to FTR and they never defended them. Matt wakes up in the middle of the night, like shivering and shaking. And he doesn't know why. The worst thing I did was go to bed after the, the G1 announcements last night. I had to fucking Yano in my fucking brain. <laughs> weaseled his way into my head. Uh, I, I got ahead of myself, but now the IWGP Tag Team and Strong Openweight Tag Team Championships freeway match. Bishamon defeating House of Torture and Aaron Hanare and Great Okan to win both the titles in just a chaotic clusterfuck everything happening a million miles an hour bodies everywhere i didn't know this was a tornado tag match apparently did anyone make a single fucking tag in this match was anybody on the ring apron at any fucking point no i don't think so and you know what i'm okay with that don't have like yeah it sticks my craw when you do like a no dq match but then we're doing like tags because mm -hmm. you can't get disqualified for uh, kieran i ate the, i ate your, i drank your kool-aid bro we do picks on the wizards podcast and i took the fucking house of torture to win these fucking titles I didn't say they would win. I said they I could. Know you are a smart man, and you put a little seed in my brain. And I was like, "What would what would be uh, a heater? These dick bags to win the tag titles." And, well, uh, it didn't happen. I mean, maybe if you had hadn't picked Bishamon to win, then maybe they would have. Then maybe House of Torture would have won. Maybe it was just going to be whatever you didn't pick. Well, I, I look, I'm not going to lie to you. I'd love to sit here. You know, I'm very vocal about House of Torture. I actually enjoyed this match for what it was. I was rooting for uh, Great Okan and Aaron Hanare to get their yep, flowers. Me and you both. But I'm not mad with Bishuan. Um, But I thought this this had everything in it. It had it had Garrett's. It had a uh, show. It had yo. It had. Bishamon. <laughs> it 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Was like, it was a clusterfuck. No one wanted this to be a technical classic. It, it, I think it was exactly what it needed to be. It was fun. It wasn't anything too serious. Uh, uh, but obviously, again, talking point comes post-match because Bishamon are celebrating with their dual titles. And here comes some new music we haven't seen before or heard before, I should say. And up on the screen, it says Bullet Club War Dogs. Who the fuck's the Bullet Club War Dogs? And out outcome wearing their Bullet Club shirts, Alex Coglin and Gabriel Kidd. Matt, the way I shouted. Hazel came running in and she loves Alex. She loves Gabe. She was losing her mind. She questioned why everybody she likes turns bad. She's got a bad. Uh, she's got. A, she's got a bad um, thing going there. Everyone she loves becomes a bad guy eventually. Um, I'm waiting for my chance. And uh, oh. but I, I I'm so fucking happy they're doing something with these two guys, man. I and and it works. Gabriel Kidd especially works in Bullet Club. He has a constant chip on his shoulder. He's cocky in the ring. He's mouthy. He fits like a glove in Bullet Club. And I'm so excited for these two to be in new japan properly now uh yeah alex coglin walking up the ramp and his fucking eyes just being <laughs> as big as fucking saucers was horrifying and the uh alex coglin he did use it in other matches i couldn't tell you where maybe it was the the um christopher daniels match or something but using the jackhammer as well suits him to a t i i don't know of any wrestlers in the big promotion i don't i can't talk in wwe but aw or new japan that's using the jackhammer as a finish um so it's kind of and i think it suits him because he is such a fucking beast and he's such a a huge muscly man yeah no he is definitely uh he's definitely a beast and this is uh this is great man this is this is these guys gabe kid is a stud mm-hmm Right, but he's kind of got the, and there's nothing wrong with the LA Dojo label, but you kind of graduate from the dojo and then you're just one of Shibata's boys and you don't really have much. And we saw the Android didn't do anything for for Alex Coughlin and the Wild Rhino was like fun, but then you're like on the tag team with Taguchi and you're like rubbing butts all day. Like that was fun by it lasted, but these guys are fucking killers. And this is like, Ooh, I am all in, buddy. I hate to say it. It's what such a stable. It, exactly. It feels like such an upgrade for Bullet Club, right? Like, yes. and you know, do you know what's a big point is who was the last 
good heavyweight team Bullet Club had challenging for tag titles because it was Farley and Owens, of course. Fuck that. But Young Bucks turned heavyweight for a couple of months. They held the titles not not for very long. Like I, you can throw Young Bucks in the conversation, but they were really a junior heavyweight tag team. Of course, the main ones are God. Right. But for a long time, people weren't overly fans of God. They they felt stale. They weren't the greatest. I think just as the pandemic was coming on, they were hitting their stride. And they like post pandemic, I really started to enjoy them more. Um, but of course, Tamatonga is a revelation re- as a singles wrestler. But these guys could be the best Bullet Club tag team ever. It, they, they, they've not got stiff competition here to, to cement themselves with a big legacy in Bullet Club. Yeah, this might this is this might be the best version of Bullet Club we've seen in a very long time. Right? Like I'm trying like I'm thinking of it under Jay Wyatt, and there's no it, it was the Jay White show, Bullet Club, wasn't it? Yeah, as and much it as never it felt like I I'm sorry to cut you off. It felt like it was very much like Jay White's version of the Bullet Club was going to take over the wrestling world, right? So Jay White is here, Kent is in strong, Ace Austin and Chris Bayer in impact. Like there's there was never a cohesive unit in Japan. It, I I love that core group that enters with David Finley, the Dan Maloney, the Clark Connors, the Finley, the Alex Coglin, Gabriel Kidd. Like that feels like they they should be the fucking focus. You've got Kenta kind of on the fringes, Ishimori on the fringes. Let them do whatever the fuck they want. Like I couldn't care less if Kenta like if they kick Kenta out of Bullet Club, he he's dead weight to me. Um, and Ishimori is obviously fantastic, but injured at the moment. Um, like that's such a fucking strong group. Those, those, those people I listed and everyone else, other than Ishimori, could totally just be set, sent to the side. And I don't think anyone would. I think that I think Bullet Club would be better for it, for you know trimming the fat. No, I agree. Do you think the um, do you think the Dan Maloney decision decision was made based off of the Ishimori injury, or was this always the play? Well, I f- I thought this, but no, I think it must have always been the play. Um, because I think that having someone join another faction is a big thing. You, I don't think you just do that because someone's got injured. Like if the ch- if the idea was for Ishimori and Clark Connors to challenge for the titles, then they just do it a few months later instead when Ishimori's back. Um, so I'd like to think this was something more at play. And you know, hindsight twenty twenty, it's obvious now. But Dan Maloney throughout the tournament certainly lent himself more to being a Bullet Club character and fitting David Finley's savage era more than being a United Empire guy who kind of. They, they, they're kind of fan favorites for all intents and purposes. They play by the book, you know, they're not going to cheat really unless others are cheating. Um, they're, they're, they're pretty good boys in all grand scheme things. And Dan Maloney didn't necessarily fit that vibe, I right. think. Um, he so I, I, I don't think it is a reaction to Ishimori, but if it is, then it's worked out pretty fucking well. Other than, of course, the fact that Ishimori is injured, no one wants him to be injured, right? Of course, no, I was, I was, I wondered that when I watched last night, if uh. I, I did have the same thought, yeah. But yeah, I think this is going to be a very uh, dominant version of the Bullet Club. No uh, I'm really looking forward to it. The G1 Climax fight, if entrance, got announced next, but we can cover that after we've done Dominion. I think we can dive into yeah, it a little bit absolutely. more. Um, sticking with the Bullet Club train, the Bullet Club hype. Uh, David Finley defeating El Fantasmo to retain the Never Openweight Championship. 
getting his first defense in with Bullet Club at his side. Uh, leaning a bit more into the Bullet Club stuff here. There's There were some distractions on the ring apron. We haven't seen this from Finley yet. He had pretty much been a one-man army. Um, but boy, oh boy, they, they that Osaka crowd loved El Fantasmo. Yeah, they did. this, And, and I think um, it's funny. I was listening to another podcast, and they had made mention like the misnomer that Japanese crowds are just sit on their hands. Uh, no, I think if you say that, you've clearly just never watched Japanese wrestling. Yeah, or, well, you, you, know. you watched it during the pandemic. <laughs> right. It's it's. I mean, the crowd was fucking hot for ELP. Man, he's got a new entrance. He's got a new entrance song. music. Fucks. It was awesome. And uh, new ge- new gear. He just came out uh, all guns blazing. Um, and you know, they they talked about it on commentary, and they they pretty much said what you said, Kieran. Finley has done everything his own way. Uh, by himself he hasn't used uh gato or any outside interference and and uh but then you know the numbers game he's elp's on an island now he doesn't have anybody and that is not a safe place for you to be uh in new japan you know you have to have some allies and and uh some factions uh you know to be in a faction doesn't hurt so he didn't have anybody there and the numbers game took over you know there was a couple times where he went uh, to to do a move or go off the ropes, and they were just there, uh, mm-hmm. roadblocks. And he even, you know, took it upon himself uh, to hit a couple planches off the top rope to the outside uh, when he clearly had uh, an avenue to take care of David Finley, and uh, he just couldn't keep his mind focused on on the one thing that he should have, and that was David Finley, and that cost him the match. I think the match was very good as well. Like it, it was David Finley controlling a large majority pissing off the crowd like you know being very slow and methodical and he has really embraced he, the, the key word with finley is savage that's the you know he wants savages in the bullet club and you know the, the forearms across the face from behind are great that's something i haven't seen before he's just utilizing a simple move like a power bomb making it his own the, the power bomb through the table was great um like yeah i think if you had doubts when finley came in that's fair enough but if you have watched him from, if you've kept up with his story to today, to this point, to Dominion, I would like to think your tone is changing a little bit. You might not be fully on board, but surely you can, you could, you can see some positives here and see that this is leaning in a very good direction right now. Hundred percent. I'll be the first to admit that I am. Uh, I have changed my tune, uh, and it's about it. It it also is because of the people he's surrounding himself with. It's oh, great absolutely. that you know Clark was a great get, and I didn't know what the next step was is are we going to get a new member who's like with all due respect like a yujiro takahashi who serves his purpose where he is but like that's not really like i don't know that's not the bullet club right but here we have fucking clark and gabe and dan maloney and coglin um like this is a very young dangerous squad so you know i'm, I'm- very interested to see I'm excited for the excited for the shirts. We're gonna get a driller club, maybe an and Android club. I'm not so sure because then it's just like you you hate iPhones. You can't David Finley what? is not about selling t-shirts, Kieran. Oh, he's not. I know he's not. He very much said that, but then David Finley got a Rebel Club shirt and Clark Connors got a what was it? A 100 percent club shirt or whatever, hundred proof, a hundred proof. So David Finley is a fucking hypocrite. It well, works. David Finley doesn't work. 
David Finley doesn't work uh, in the merchandise department. Okay, okay. Fine, fine, fine. I'm, I'm excited to see sh War Dogs shirt, War Dog Club shirt, or something quickly, like that. How quickly my tune has changed. <laughs> David, uh, Matt standing up for David Finley. Who would have thought just, it? Just call me uh, Matt Finley from now on. <laughs> uh, and speaking of changing tunes, Matt messaged me and said he was very upset to see Master Watto lose. A man that. 24 episodes ago, Matt couldn't stand. Uh, it now upset that Master Watto isn't winning against Hiromu Takahashi for the junior heavyweight title. Uh, to quote myself, I said, Man, fuck Hiromu. Uh, we, 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 we should take a second here, maybe talk about Best of the Super Juniors and the fact that Master Watto, of course, won that, got the big old five stars from Dave Meltzer. We, we, after Dominion, we'll do a quick little Best of the Super Juniors wrap up, but. Feels like a million miles uh, years ago, but this this match was awesome. Um, crowd very much. Hiromu uh, just doing everything he can to avoid that German suplex that I can't pronounce out loud. The Sukatsu German suplex, um, me. which is a phenomenal move. I I, I fucking love that. Um, and he he's just come on a million miles like that move. Vendervald, the way he goes into that submission and stuff. He's just kind of totally dropped the rpp the spinning corkscrew move that he was doing yeah. once upon a time maybe he's saving that for a very rare occasion like when he wins the title um but yeah i i will say i didn't get the maybe it was a, a normal case again of okay it's time for hiromu to hit the big moves and win um but i i enjoyed it enough um i, I would have been fine to see what i win but i'm, I'm also not i'm in i'm here for hiromu kind of having a proper run i'm not against it I just it felt like it was it it felt like it was his time. If you you know, you go back to Kushida getting the foot and mouth disease and then him kind of getting inserted into that four-way feud leading up to Wrestle Kingdom, like he got hot, man. And you don't I just I'm not saying everybody that wins best of the super juniors should win the title right out of the gate, but like it wasn't Despy, it wasn't speedball. You know, Teton was a surprise and, and a very welcome surprise. Um, it just felt like the time was right, man. He was he had a great showing in Super Juniors. And and I'm just I mean, I've said it before. I'm, I'm kind of done with her. like what's next for him. And I know the G1 comes up and he kind of takes a hiatus like you don't see a lot of Hiromu. It's a lot of LIJ eight man tag matches, you know, and, and he's going to show up here in the States for the, the all star uh, junior festival in Philadelphia in August. But. Like who who's left for him to beat? Well, I was gonna uh, like flex a little here because at the weekend, um, Master Watto followed me on Twitter. But oh. before, 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 I sent him a DM and said, you know, thanks for the follow, big fan, and all that stuff. And I have just gone on to check, and he's now unfollowed me. So maybe he followed me by mistake. <laughs> um. So yeah, there, there, there goes that excitement. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, sorry to sorry. Sorry about that, big guy. I thought the junior heavyweight, the future of the junior heavyweight division, was a bigger fan of Bread Club, but nevertheless. Um, but yeah, the, the Hiromu reign continues. Five defenses. Um, I think. You know, now we go into G1 season. I mean, maybe I'd like to see a defense of Forbidden Door. He he missed it last year. Give him someone that he can get another defense over. I'm all for that. Yeah, I guess. I just don't know. Is it? Is it Leo Rush? Is that uh, we run that back again? Hopefully an AEW name, something new, something Mike, different. Mike Bailey beat him in Best of the Super Juniors. 
yeah yeah I'd be, I'd be cool with that um oh they've got the, the there's the multiverse impact show as well whenever that's taking place wherever that's taking place that it's, was announced a while back day after the the all-star festival in the states oh is it okay cool um and then eighth match okada tanahashi ishii defeating john moxley claudio cuscanoli and shota umino for the never openweight six-man tag team championships a mini heart attack before the match before the event because whenever you see that black and white lion mark logo on twitter you know something is fucking wrong something's gone bad claudio castignoli travel issues card changed and i'm like fuck they've replaced claudio with fucking taguchi or some shit <laughs> it's like oh no he's not he's not gone to japan and it was like oh no they've just pushed it one match later to give him more time to get to the venue thank god um because this was this was a lot of fun seeing claudio in new japan just felt so surreal yeah it's pretty crazy to think that this was his debut in in new japan uh you know i know you can argue forbidden door last year was was no. new japan but no this is him in a new japan ring um i i would like to know what the the matchmakers at new japan are thinking i mean this is a tag this is this is a title match here why is one of the participants fathers the referee yeah, I mean, this is going to come up every time, unfortunately. Um, well, what the fuck, Kieran? He's not playing favorites. He didn't come into the story at all. It wasn't like know. the Will Ospreay stuff. And I mean, he took the pinfall loss at the end of the day. And Okada beat the shit out of Shota, as always. Um, but yeah, I, I do wonder, because obviously Chris Charlton brings it up on English commentary, if Japanese commentary are bringing it up or like, you know, what, what, how, yeah, just the Japanese commentary bringing up the fact that, you know, obviously Red Shoes is officiating for his son's match um but the match was i i don't think the match was the best thing i've ever seen i think it was really good i don't think it got to great levels necessarily um but claudio spin, spinning okada for like 30 seconds was, was instantly the highlight and him feigning you know that he's getting tired and then picking up the pace again what was awesome he's such a fucking beast i i love claudio he, he's the one guy that's they they just couldn't really water him down in wwe he was just too fucking good yeah no claudio's great um and i know this is gonna sound mean and i know people think i really do hate tanahashi uh and i don't it's just to, it's just to have him fun but he did look he looked like a step slower in the ring, man, with those guys. I don't know if it was just me. I know he broke no, his rib. He was here in the States. I, th I think you've got a good point. He wasn't really in the match that much. I couldn't tell you of any moment like Tanahashi had a big part in. Like, is she uh, walking in and grabbing Moxley by the throat? And obviously the shoot headbutt just fucking busting Moxley open, seemingly the hard way because he wasn't pouring gallons like he would be as we did, you know, if he'd gone the odd Moxley route. Um, the AEW route, but yeah, I, I think you're spot on, Matt. I, I think Tanahashi is kind of there to fill a third spot potentially at this point. Maybe he isn't fully recovered. Yeah, and it, look, it's not, it's nothing you ever want to see. It's especially, you know, I don't, and they mentioned it on commentary. I don't think, I don't think the new, newer New Japan fans can really grasp how no. important Tanahashi is to the success that New Japan has achieved. No, I, I it's. You, you really have to go back like a decade, if not longer, to see peak Tanahashi, like just absolute why he is called the fucking ace. Um, but post-match is when shit gets fucking real. John Moxley gets on the mic, 
introduces a video package from another member of Blackpool Combat Club. And here's Brian Danielson challenging Kazuchika Okada. I well, I just assumed they were going to be replacing Shota Umino with Danielson, and that would be the new match. You know, I, I never in my wildest dreams thought we would be getting Okada versus Danielson one on one. We're going, uh, we're going all out for uh, the Forbidden Door, man. Just a, a, a phrase that Tanahashi threw out there, and now it's like, we're we're fucking balls out, dude. This is yeah. uh, this is pretty heavy. I, it's just wild, man. Like, oh god, it's they're, they're, they're two guys that obviously want to wrestle each other. Okada has mentioned this before. Uh, Danielson has probably mentioned it before as well. I would assume it's just. That that why that that correct that Toronto crowd is Toronto, right? It's in Toronto. I believe so. Yeah, that Canada crowd is just in for a treat. Like those those two matches, like Kenny Omega versus Osprey, Okada versus Danielson. In like, if if there wasn't another match on the card, I don't think anyone would be disappointed. No, not at all. Um, and you know, you hope this is not a one-off. Like, I want to see. I don't. I don't want. Look, I, I know there's people out there that really enjoy the PWG shows, the super cards, whatever the fuck you want to call them. Uh, give me a story, man. Like, I hope this is the start of of Danielson in Japan. You know, let him go back and forth. The borders are open. Let COVID's is like not as bad as it was. I don't want to say it's not a thing because my mother-in-law got COVID. Like, fuck. Oh, no. <laughs> but I, uh like I, I want i want this to be like a fucking story man i agree that's what makes kenny and osprey so fucking good like that in ring is better than anything you'll ever see but the pre the press conference promo from osprey to kenny omega promo of the year the build online for years the snide little digs the, the stuff in aw the kenny omega you know off off air promo to will osprey um that the story is just as good as in ring and Thankfully, we are getting some type of story here. We've had the stuff with Shota, which bleeds into Blackpool Combat Club, which bleeds into AEW, and Danielson now kind of being the final boss. Like, you know, they're not just saying, here's a dream match. There's a little bit of stuff to latch on to. Um, and, you know, there's a few weeks yet of build, you know, who's to say Danielson doesn't rock up to a show in Japan to attack Okada? Who's to say, you know, we're going to get New Japan guys on Dynamite again without fail. Um, so, you know, who's to say Okada doesn't interrupt Danielson match and lay him out with a Rainmaker like he did to Kaito Kiyomiya um, after the Noah show. Um, but it's, it's, it's an exciting time. I didn't realize we've been indoors this month. I, I know now, but I thought it was in July. So I was thinking I'm going to reach out to these people for interviews ahead of Forbidden Door. I've got, you know... I'll wait and see what happens. And I'm like, oh shit, I have no time to sort out these interviews now. When uh when he lost the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship and then was in a never six-man title match, like did we foresee this was oh the god. route that Okada was gonna take? Oh my god. That was him like him with the never six-man title challenging just seemed like the strangest thing, but fucking hell is it working? The man is magic this year. He is his you know okada versus anyone that's like under the age of 30 is the best fucking feud of the year he fucking hates all these kids it, it's yeah. on site it's great it's fucking fantastic and that's gonna it's gonna definitely play into the g1 uh and then we get our big uh main event here sonata's defending the title against uh suji uh the newest member of lij which uh came about at the press conference the day yep. before 
A uh, little awkward before the match starts where Suji decides he wants to throw up the... Uh, Interesting, right? It kind of like... Yeah, he calls Shingo. Make Shingo get up from commentary. It, it It's so interesting. There's a story being told here. And New Japan, uh, they love to just drop the bread clums and pray it out slow. And it, it, it's, it's always much better for it than just shoving it down our throats. But th- th- there's definitely a story to come with Suji and LIJ, right? Like... Oh, absolutely. Look, they, they set it up host- during the... A hostile takeover? Naito ain't going to be around forever. Yeah, they set up during the eight-man when they talked about how Teton had, was in CMLL, why Yoda was doing his excursion, and that there was like a line of communication back to Naito. Like, it, it's so... It's such a simple thing, right? But but when you see it play out, you're like, oh my God, that makes so much sense. Teton hasn't been here. He's been in Mexico. Uh, Yoda Suji's been on excursion. Like now, kind of, it, it's you can see the story starting to form. It, it, it's great. It, 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 it's very simple, like you said, but it works wonders. Um, the match itself, Sonata retaining, but I, I love the start. Just Suji, just not wanting to lock up, just standing there staring at Sonata and Sonata being like, "What the fuck do I do?" Like it was quite unnerving. And then, you know, just foregoing the playbook, you know, you go for the lay down and then the the leapfrog that they do in every fucking match since the beginning of time. And Suji's like, no, fuck that. And spears Sonata out of the sky. And the crowd was just like, what the fuck? Like, they were shot, stunned. And then big boy Suji flying over the top rope with a Fosbury, a Fosbury flop. Like, the dude loves his fucking lucha. He is going to be such a standout in this heavyweight division. Dude, he hit a Spanish fly off the top rope. What the fuck, what man? What are we doing? You know what? It was such a wild Spanish fly as well because it wasn't clean, but it looked so much more impactful for it. It was like a belly-to-belly Spanish fly. Like, he fucking slammed Sonata through that, mat. Yeah, I, I look, I am... Um, I was... This was a bold move by New Japan to have Yoda Suji come off of Excursion and be in the main event of Dominion, arguably the second biggest show of the year. Oh, yep. But I thought I thought they delivered, man. I, look, maybe it's not a five-star Meltzer Classic, but this was a great match, and I thought it was a great defense by Sonata, and there's such a story that we're going to get oh, told now. The, the, Even post-match, they just left them there. The story in the match, though, as well, the fact that, you know, the the... Not knowing who Suji is, no one knowing, Sonata not knowing, how can he prepare? He spoke about in his backstage comments as well. What's the one thing Sonata could prepare for? The spear, because he got speared out of his fucking boots at wrestling Dontaku. What happens in the match? Suji goes for a spear and Sonata clips him with a fucking drop kick, and it was awesome. It came off perfectly. That leads to Sonata getting the win. He locks in, he does the moonsault, he hits the shining wizard, he hits Deadfall. It's so smart. And and what was the aim of this match? It To get Suji over, to let the audience know who Suji is. And fuck me if it didn't accomplish that. Like, everyone is talking about how impressive Suji was. Sonata done an incredible job here. I'm happy he's heading into the G1 as the champion. I think he really deserves it. He's really shining since he has joined Just Five Guys, since he won the New Japan Cup. Um, and the, the Suji avoiding Deadfall for the first time by doing the cartwheel out of it effortless looked so fucking good um I, i've got high praise for this match and it went 17 minutes one second Perfect. a new japan main event at the second biggest show of the year for the world title went less than 20 minutes i love it 
Yeah, no, the, look, the whole the whole show itself timed out pretty well. You know, the six man was the longest match in just over 20 minutes. It, 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 it's such like I know pandemic. They had limited people. They had to, they could only have so many people on a card. They had to make long matches to make it worth money, basically. Like, why are you going to go and watch five matches that go 10 minutes each? You know, you're in and out in an hour and a half. But it's New Japan. Is just, it's, this show was so easy to watch. It was just it flew through. And the best thing I can say is that I had fun watching it. It it wasn't difficult watch. It wasn't a slog at any point. I just had fun watching it. And that, it's entertainment at the end of the day. That's what you want. Yeah, no, absolutely. It was an easy watch. And, and I'm kind of with you with when you sent me that message. Like, arguably show of the year for me. Like, start to finish. Uh, the twist, the turns, the action, the storytelling. Like, it hit. It checked all those boxes for me. Um, yeah. I, I I think it's my show idea so far for sure. Yeah, you know, I was at Wrestle Kingdom. It's very different being at a show to watching it on screen. Um, but I would put it above Wrestle Kingdom for sure. See, I always forget that Wrestle Kingdom is the first show of the year because <laughs> it's like the end of the calendar for New Japan, right? When oh, Wrestle yeah, yeah. Kingdom's over, uh-huh. and we're on to New Year's Dash and a whole new chapter. Let's so call I, it the new beginning. <laughs> yeah, I always forget that it's at the beginning of the year. So by the time we get to December, it's like, what was the match of the year? And you're like, uh, uh Omega, the, the Osprey from England. And they're like, what about Wrestle Kingdom? I'm like, ah, fuck, I forgot. <laughs> it's the first show of the year. Fuck. Oh, man. Um, should we we quickly touch on Best of Super Juniors a bit? Where, you know, very far gone from it now. We're, there was a few nights we didn't capture in our last uh, episode because of timing issues, but you know, the semi-finals was Speedball versus Master Watto and Titan versus Despi. I think everyone was kind of like, oh, it's going to be Speedball versus Despi. Of course, Despi's making the finals. And <laughs> lo and behold, Titan beats him in an incredible, both semi-final matches incredible. But like, as as we both predicted, Matt, the final was Master Watto versus Titan. We, we both said that. It was obvious, right? Fingers on the pulse of New here exclusively bread club fight over book me and kira know what's going down it's a fucking I, I do wonder as you said about ishimori with the injury and dan maloney was the plan ishimori versus master watto for the finals and i think yes they have had a story going between them two for a long time you had the wrestle kingdom match it predates that they had a singles match earlier in this year just a kind of a throwaway singles match i'm pretty sure ishimori got the win um so I think this was the time for Master Watto to get the, the big win back. Um, but I think we're we're better for it. I think I don't think Master Watto versus Ishimori would have been as good as Master Watto versus Titan. These men are two men that you could argue shouldn't have been in this position. And they said, fuck you, we don't belong here. And they fucking went out and proved it. Yeah, they did. Look, I was I, I get a lot, I got a lot of a lot of slack, not slack, but people in the Discord, the Shining Wizards Discord. Um, like, oh, you see who's in the finals, Matt, and it's it's kind of I do, and I kind of I it's it's fresh, it's it's different, it, it's kind of uh, the wave of what's going on in New Japan. We're seeing a, a lot of new, fresh faces, and I was okay with it. The matches were great, the semifinals and the finals. I mean, Uncle Dave gave it five stars. The finals, like he did, five stars. Why not? Why not? And then if fucking Despi's over here in New Jersey doing fucking death matches this weekend, like what the yeah. fuck? 
Yeah, no, just looking at our comments, um, Yusef saying he couldn't believe that Teton advanced to the semi-finals along with Speedball, of course, timing of our episode dropping, etc. Um, Julian, as always, uh, commenting as well. He was happy to see Bailey and Teton go to the semis too. Um, and it put it instantly put Teton on a higher level, and then he goes on to make the bloody finals. Um and other comments as well. Uh, Scott George saying Kushida, uh, New Japan aren't doing Kushida any favours at the moment. Um, and that you've come a long way in hating Master Watto to now loving him a year later. He said you're a bandwagon fan, Scott George, Matt. Come on, Scott. What are we doing here? But you could, I could change. Oh, he's going to have a field day with the David Finley shit. I'll tell you that. <laughs> um, and Peter Davies commenting he's saying he's enjoying everything. Um he loved the Despy versus Eagles match, which was incredible. Um, I don't know when Despy versus Akira happened, but that was probably one of my favorite matches of the tournament. Um, it really showcased. I uh, maybe we, we spoke about it before. Yes, we did. Re- it was be. It was yeah. It happened before we, we we did the last episode. But yeah, best of Super Juniors. It seems like a million mark, uh, years uh, ago now, especially after that Dominion show. But it, you know, they made new stars in Titan and in um, Master Watto, especially. Yeah. Like, you know, there's two Titan new title challenger easy. You've got that set. Mike Bailey won the title, uh, won his match over Hiromu. So we'll probably get that at that Multiverse United show. Um, but yeah, there, there was a lot to love from Best of the Super Juniors, a lot of fresh faces. Um, but yeah, it's just, I, I couldn't tell you a lot about what happened now after yeah, it being no, so long. I'm with you. And just for, I just looked it up because I was curious for context from 2022 uh, to from 2020 to 2022, there were only three guys in the finals of. The best of the super juniors those three years it was either hiromu despi or yeah and yo like that was yeah. it that was and all it was, years, so and it was always hiromu it was just was it going to be despi or was it not going to be despi <laughs> um right so, so so for that you can't fault them for not putting despi in the final really um you know. no and i'm i am very content with it you need to we're you know they're they're kind of freshening things up so oh I'm entirely yeah, like we said at the top, they're, they're, they're making plans for the future here. They're laying the pavement. They're laying the roadworks. Um, and that includes Master Watto. That includes Titan. All these new Bullet Club guys. Um, so, you know, not having Despi, not having Hiromu in the finals. Uh, very smart move on their part, really. Um, but yeah, uh, best of Super Juniors. Great. Um, G1 Climax lineup also got announced. Crazy, 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 crazy um we will do a deep dive into this when the brackets get announced before as as we're closing in on the tournament um but let's let's look at the the highlights matt you pick a highlight and then i'll pick a highlight and let's see how long we go for okay well i think i'm gonna steal your highlight maybe kiyomiya fucking kaito kiyomiya keep your eddie kingston i don't give a fuck Kaito Kiyomiya in the fucking G1 Climax. That was, I cannot believe. And it was the last one. It was the last yep. one they fucking announced. Oh my God, that is the coolest fucking thing in the world. Yeah, man. They, uh, you know, I, I, and I was gonna, you know what? I, fuck, I was thinking about doing it last night. I wanted to see what, if there was ever a time when someone from NOAA or All Japan was in the G1. Yeah, yeah. Marafuji was in it once upon a time. Um, he beat Okada when Okada was heavyweight champion in the G1 Climax. Um, and then they had the title match after at King of Pro Wrestling, I want to say. Um, maybe 2016. And Nakajima was also in the G1, but he was a bit of a baby. Um, 
it was it was 2016 for both of them yeah i thought they were both in the same one they was in different blocks and stuff and then at the g1 final maybe shibata shoot headbutts nakajima like and it's a horrible fud and shibata like cuts his head open because shibata shibata um and he had this like whole thing with teaming up with the third generation to fight noah um but yeah no that was definitely the last time but marafuji beating okada was a huge awesome match and then um they they had the rematch for the title um okay kyle kiyomiya pick one i'm gonna go with um do you know what i said it before on here how i said i wanted shane haste in the g1 climax i can't believe we're getting it i think people are gonna be astonished at how fucking good this man is and that he's just been sat under our noses all this fucking time i i think he can be an mvp of this tournament maybe not the mvp just one of them guys though that you're like fuck like if you put all these matches together that he was solid and really putting on special matches every night. Yeah, no, I'm I'm excited for that. Uh, I'm I, I don't know if it's a holy shit moment, but I am excited to hear that Tangaloa is going to be back and he's healed. So that's cool. Oh, absolutely. That was a very uh, surprising announcement. Um, you know, we haven't seen him in a long time. He's not. Ne- he's never impressed me as a singles wrestler. You know, but he he's been gone a long time. Who's to say he's not going to be an entirely different person? Um, but no, he, he's been injured for a very long time. There's so many debut entrants in this. You've got Shota Umino, one debut entrant. Uh, Hikuleo, two debut entrants. Um, Eddie Kingston, three debut entrants. Ren Narita, four. Uh, Gabriel Kidd, five. Alex Coglin, six. Shane Hay, seven. Mikey Knuckles, eight. Yotsuji, nine. Kaito Kiyomiya, ten. In a usual G1, half of your entrants are fucking new. That, that again, talking about them looking to the future, building stars freshness it, it doesn't get fresher than that man obviously like you know i'm pumped to see alex coglin and gabriel kid get their chance to shine in singles action they've not ever been given this opportunity in japan um yeah. and i just hope they fucking they prove themselves they show why they belong um you know they still had the la dojo graphic come up when they were shown as the g1 climax entries really nice touch isn't it well okay okay baby baby um i i'm i'm over the moon for them two guys uh it cracked me up because uh, Hazel said, I can't believe I've had a member of Bullet Club sleep on my sofa, uh, referring to <laughs> Alex Coglin, which is a, a wild thought. Um, but yeah, I mean, of, of course, we do need to talk about Eddie Kingston as well, being AW representative, uh, the first AW representative in a G1 climax. It's a big deal. Yeah, look, it's uh, for, for you know, my uh, Eddie Kingston hate because he uh, vanquished... Uh, Jay White, um, but uh, I I, re- I respect Kenny Kingston, Eddie Kingston. <laughs> I respect Eddie Kingston. I think um, you know. I think it. I think to bestow the honor of him being in the G one, I think no one appreciates it more than him, and I think he's going to make the most out of it. I don't think he's going to win the G one, but I think he's gonna go out there and you know essentially fucking try and kill himself every night just to have a good match with whoever i want i'm not excited for eddie kingston in this i don't think he's the best wrestler in the in the ring per se there's a lot better than him i think he's better than average but i don't think he's anything better than good very good um but you know i want him to prove me wrong prove he belongs in a g1 guy max because you know everyone says it this is the tournament this is the wrestling tournament I'm the best tournament in the world. Uh, so, you know, prove me wrong, Eddie. Show you fucking belong in this crowd because it is 
it's stacked. We don't know how it's going to break down. Um, the blocks are being announced on June 10th. We're Saturday. doing uh, what, the round robin, though, right? 32 guys? They've said 32 guys. They've not said round robin, but yeah, the Geon Climax always is, so you could assume. But I think it's safe to assume four blocks. There's no way they could do two blocks because every wrestler would be wrestling 15 matches, which is just, right. you know, uh, not feasible. Um, they'd, they'd be broken, beaten, and bruised. Um, but, you know, early, early pick, Matt. Who wins the G1 Climax? Naito. Yeah. I feel it. I feel that. Um, my question is the Sonata. We, we discussed it before about how the title doesn't change hands after G1. Um, but I feel like if Sonata's, if Sonata's going into the main event of Wrestle Kingdom as champion, I think the only man that sells tickets opposite him has to be Naito, right? Yeah, I mean, they plan it. They they started with it uh, last night at Dominion. Before he's that, top, eight, before he's, they... He's toppling all the LIJ, LIJ guys. He... Beat Naito in the New Japan Cup, didn't he? He defeated Hiromu to retain. He's defeated Suji to retain, another LIJ member. Um, yeah, I think Sonada's going through LIJ and then maybe, you know, I'd like to see him retain over Naito at Wrestle Kingdom, quite frankly, if that is the path. Like, he fucking, like, fuck you. I was, I'm better out of LIJ than I was in LIJ. Uh, look, I'm all, look, I, I love Naito, right? Naito's great, but he's also, you know, I don't think. I him and Tanahashi, they're getting up. They're they're fuck. They're getting up there, man. They're getting old. I could. I, I'd be fine with one last old man Naito run. I'd be fine with that. Would you be? Let's go hypothetical. Naito wins the G one. He goes in the Wrestle Kingdom. He beats Sonata, and then he loses it to Yoda Suji. I mean, I do feel like there is something in the waters there between Suji. Like I feel. He can be they, they, the way he's come in, and it seems like it's not to the desire of Lij. They didn't necessarily want him. He's kind of forced his way in. Like I could see Suji taking things over by fucking force. Um, even even last night, or uh, when he when he lost, and and Naito uh, walks up the ramp, and then he tells the young boys to go tend to him, and and Suji still has that shit eating grin on his face, like he they, they did do the fist bump off camera, like as he was near exiting like to the side of the ramp but it was off camera but they did all fist bump but it just only adds to the intrigue with that they they're doing very they, well you know this is the beginning of suji's story and we're already talking about all these fucking possibilities so it's a testament to the story they're already starting to tell with his character i hope they put okada in a block with all the young guys <laughs> i saw someone say that on twitter and it was like the meme of anakin when he pulls out the lightsaber in front of the youngling in star wars and they was like okada when he's putting a block with ren narita coglin kid that'll be the funniest shit that oh my god just every night okada just fucking seething for no fucking reason like how dare you stand in my motherfucking ring get the fuck it's, out of there it's um, fucking it's okada it's gabe kid it's coglin it's kiyomiya Ren, Shota, Ren, Suji, Shota. Get, them, get them all in there. The block of Okada, like, oh, God. I all, There was only one audible groan for me, and that was when Toru Yanu uh, came on the screen. Uh, I mean, you know, yeah, I agree. Um, but also, like, Kenta's there. That's not going to be an exciting... He's no, not going to have gonna... exciting matches. Chase Owens is there. He's capable of having some some good. He can pull out some stuff. Um. Yeah, I think you could easily whittle this down to 28 like last year. Mm -hmm. It was 28 last year, right? 
because I mean, already you take out you take out Yano, you take out Chase. That you're down to thirty. Um, you know, you could arguably take out you know Tangaloa, but you know, I appreciate he's been gone a long time. I'd like to say take out Kenta, um, but they're not going to because he's you know he he's a big name. I appreciate that, and he's a champion. Um, but he's just he's not doing it for me in the ring these days. Um, well, I mean, but people people got to you can't people got to get beat, right? Oh yeah, yeah, no, no, I I can't complain. A, a couple of a handful of bad names out of 32, you know, that's that's pretty good going. Um, Matt, could you please go into very excruciating detail about every wrestler competing at all together? Oh, yeah. All together, all together again. Let me just pull the card. Let me get the banner here for you. As as we know, Matt is, you know, he he watches all Japan. He watches Noah, Stardom, TJPW, Glee, um, Choco Pro, Bucker Gaijin. Oh, yeah. You know, Matt is. Wait, deep, what was the last one? Bucket Buc- Gaijin? Bucker Gaijin. Bucker? Bucker. B A K A. It means idiot in Japanese. All right. Oh, yeah. Uh, love, love that. That's my favorite promotion. It's actually really fucking good. Um, it's Chris Brooks's promotion. Uh, but yeah, all together again, June 9th, this Friday, Noah, New Japan, and All Japan coming together to host a show. Um, proceeds going to charity. Uh, take it away, Matt. T- tell me, who is Rio Inoue? Who is Rio Inoue? He's going to be in the opening kickoff match, an eight-man tag match. He's with Black Mensor, uh, Yo, and Taguchi, and they're going to take on Super Crazy. That's right, fucking ECW's Super Crazy. <laughs> Uh, Alejandro, uh, Siki uh, Yoshioka, and Atsushi Kotogu. Did I say that right? No, probably not. I would say Kotsuke. Uh, I don't know uh, either. Um, you know, th- this is going to be a learning curve for us both, much like the All Star Junior Festival was. Um, more so for the All Japan names. I-, I couldn't tell you anything else about All Japan outside of like Kento Miyahara and Suwama. Um, and of course, Yuji Nagata is currently the Triple Crown Heavyweight Champion. This Ryu uh, Inoa guy, he wears uh, purple tights. Oh, well, there you go. We're already one step ahead of everyone else. We know one more thing than everyone else does about him. Um, hey, th- am I going to be able to watch that kickoff match, or am I going to miss it? Uh, it doesn't. It says before the main card state starts at six pm local, a free kickoff will see junior heavyweights. Usually, so I would assume that they'll be free on New Japan World or wherever it's being streamed. It is on New Japan World, but it's a pay per view and YouTube. Um, yes, but it'll, it'll be prior to the main show kicking off. So I think that so that's one we can actually watch. Okay, I'm gonna but because I want to watch this. I want to see. I I dry. I liked. Uh, I like what we did. Wrestle Kingdom three. I like that. So. I've got my. I didn't duty. see the All Star Junior Festival. I didn't know I had to pay for that. So I've got my duties to fulfill for the show, so I will be watching. Um, first match on the main card: Yoshihashi, Rokiyoto, and Tomohiro Ishii taking on Noah's Yoshiki Inamura, Daika Inaba, and Masa Kitamiya. Uh, you'll remember Inamura from getting into beef with Kenta. Uh, I don't think it was this Wrestle Kingdom. But it was the Wrestle Kingdom last year uh, when they done the first Noah uh, New Japan show. Um, and Masaki Tamiya is a bit is a beast. Um, got an interview with him up on the WrestleIn website if you want to learn a bit about him, WrestleIn.com. Uh, named after Mas- Masa Saito, who was his trainer, of course, big Japanese legend. Um, gotta admit, I'm very excited for the second match, Matt. Uh, TMDK, Zack Sabre Jr. and Kosei Fushita taking on Noah's Sean Legacy and Chris Ridgway. Big fan of Chris Ridgway. 
very technical, very hard nose, very smash mouth, let's get into a fight, but very technical about it. Like uh, Zack Sabre Jr., but rougher. Um, so him and Zack and Fujita, I, I can't talk about Sean. I, I don't know anything about Sean Legacy. Um, but I'm excited to see Chris Ridgway in the ring with Zack Sabre Jr. and Fujita as well. They, they, they're going to pull out some technical bliss here. Oh, I like that. I'm excited for the next one because I know both guys. Oh, Shota Umino versus All Japan's Yoshitatsu. Take it away, Matt. I know about Yoshitatsu. He used to wrestle in the WWE. He did. He was a dojo boy, a New Japan dojo boy once upon a time. He was in the same class as like Nakamura and stuff. Um, it's very funny the way Nakamura talks about uh, and Tanahashi in the same class. And they were all like... <laughs> Nakamura and Tanahashi just rip on Yoshi uh, Yoshitatsu. They're like, he thought he was the best wrestler in the world. Like, he didn't have any self awareness that he wasn't very good and all this stuff. Uh, they just proper rip on him big time uh, from his time in the dojo. Well, it'll be fun. I think that'll be fun. He's been there for since 2017 now. Yeah, yeah, he's he's still been he he's still around Yoshitatsu. Um, just you know, not in the not in the big leads, but um, I I would like to think Shota gets the win here. You know. Uh, I'd be surprised if New Japan had given up a singles loss. Uh, but, you know, who knows? Shoshi Yoshitatsu has, is a legend for all intents and purposes in Japan. Um, I really wish I had time to watch all this shit, honestly. Next match, Hokutu Amori and Shuji Ishikawa versus the reunited Axis recently. Go Shizaki and Katsuhiko Nakashima back together once again. Um, look at that fucking graphic. Look how tremendous Go Shizaki and Nakajima look together. Um how I don't know. Get these other guys' pictures. The fuck? Huh? They did. What are you talking? I got shadows on my NJPW nineteen seventy. Oh, I'm on the I'm on the full preview so that I get the nice big graphics. What um, the fuck, man. So that you can put a proper name. Go back to, to news. I'm sorry. Yeah, go to news bit. You get a proper face to a name and stuff. Uh, Let me see what these faces look like. Oh yeah, uh, Shuji Ishikawa, big beast, big boy. Uh, love him. Um, I can't speak to Kutu Amori, but of course, Go Shizaki and Katsuhiko Nakashima, two of the top guys in Noah. Uh, fucking awesome to have them back together again. Two absolute studs. Look at those handsome boys, Matt. Did you say you love the big beef? Shuji Ishikawa, yeah, he's a big beefy boy. Uh, he he's gonna you know be taking some big hits from Nakajima and Shizaki and dealing them back out too. Let me ask you a question, Kieran. I don't watch a ton of all. I've actually probably watched no All Japan Pro Wrestling, nope. uh, and I have watched a little Noah. Both those companies seem like the uh, majority of the roster is very old. Well, there, there's kind of a joke of Noah in that it's old fuck pro, um, because they had the. Uh, they had um, Kosei Fushita was champion for a long time, uh, and he like notoriously doesn't like to to take a loss. Um, so you know when they've got Katsuhiko Nakajima running rampant and very popular, and then here comes Fushita to end his reign because Fushita is Fushita. Um, and you know, of course, Muto, uh, big retirement tour that went on for a decade, uh, right. doesn't get doesn't get older and fuckier than Muto. Um, but yeah, no, you are right, and it's because. You know, they kind of wind down. They're still good. Like, you know, Kojima was champion for Noah for last year, right? For, for a good bit. Um, I suppose it's just that they, they can't necessarily compete at a top level for the top promotion, which is New Japan, but they can still fucking go. Like, Yuji Nagata is the top champion in All Japan at the moment. There's still a place for them. It's right. just might, it might not be in New Japan right now. Fair enough. I know, like, I know uh, 
Kenoa and Kiyomiya and Jake Lee are your last three. So that's a that's a move in the right direction because they're all yeah, exactly yeah young. Uh, fifth match on the card, you've got Strong Style, El Desperado, Ren Narita, and Minoru Suzuki taking on Noah's Naomichi Marafuji, Takashi Sugira, and Junta Miyawaki. Um, of course, everyone knows Marafuji. Uh, Sugira, also big name. He's taken on Jake Lee for the GHC Heavyweight Championship soon. Um, that's, you know, Suzuki's got a lot of history in Noah as well with Marafuji and Sugira. Um, so that that should be a, a good one. There's not, I, I don't imagine there's a bad match on the card. Uh, the next match, it gets a little bit crazy. You've got the United Empire, Akira, TJP, Aaron Hanare, Great Okan, and Jeff Cobb taking on All Japan Pro Wrestling, Jun Saito, Rei Saito, Ryuki Honda, Hikaru Sata, and Dan Tamura. Five men I know nothing about. They're, they are apparently part of the AJPW faction, the Voodoo Murders. I know of Voodoo Murders in so much as I know the name, but that's about where my knowledge stops. That's a pretty cool name for a faction. But United Empire on this card, um, they've historically not been on any of these cards. Uh, they missed; they, they weren't on the first two Wrestle Kingdom joint shows. Uh, so you know, it's be interesting to see how they tussle with others. Uh, seventh match on the card: Lij, Bushi, Shingo, and Naito taking on Yuma Anzai, Suwama, and Yuji Nagata. Yuji Nagata representing All Japan Pro Wrestling on this show because he is the Triple Crown Heavyweight Championship. So there's a little uh, a bit of fun for you. He'll be teaming up with um, Suwama and Yumi and Yuma and Zai. And Suwama is, again, another big Japanese legend, a, a veteran in the most veteran senses and a very hard old-school fucker that's just going to knock your fucking head off. Blue justice, baby. Blue justice forever. Um, eighth match on the card. The match everyone wanted, the match everyone was hoping for. Just five guys versus good-looking guys. Tucker, oh. Tucker. Uncle Nobu and Sonata taking on Tadasuke, Yohei, and Jake Lee. IWGP World Heavyweight Champion and GHC Heavyweight Champion sharing a ring yet again, much like Okada and Kaitamiya shared a ring once upon a time. I don't envision Jake Lee blowing Sonata's head off, though. You do or don't? I don't. I don't. Jake Lee is he's not that guy. Um, he is, you know, left all Japan late last year uh debuted for noah in uh, nippon Budokan on january 1st uh because your boy was there that's why you can remember that quite easily um yep. but yeah it's it's you know just five guys versus good looking guys and you know you've got the two top champions of the company sharing the ring but that's not even the main event you've still got two more matches after that i think you could handle the next one matt okay but let me do you prefer just five guys or would you rather just good looking guys I know just five guys are my guys. Good looking guys are great. Um, shout out Jack Morris. He done an interview with me for Wrestle In. I check out on the website, WrestleIn.com. Uh, incredible responses. I've never had more in-depth responses from a wrestler. Uh, love him to bits. Um, he talks about the formation of good looking guys. The fact that it was Jake Lee's idea. The name was Jake Lee's idea. Um, but no, of course, I'm, I'm, I'm just five guys all the way, man. Got to represent my boy Doki. I agree. Look, I'm with you. I was just curious as to where your preference lied. This is a long card, I'm now realizing, as I'm up to the ninth match, which does not include the pre-show match. You've got Amaksa, who we know from you know Wrestle Kingdom, from the All-Star Junior Festival, Atsuki Aoyogi and Hiromu Takashi, taking on Noah's Hayata, All Japan's Rising Hayato, and New Japan's Master Watto. So Noah, All Japan, and New Japan versus Noah, All Japan, and New Japan in an interesting match, but... Very much the main event, but the junior version of it um, 
who own Remaster also continuing, of course, from Dominion, the story they told there. I like that. Well, they did it in the main event too. Yeah, main event is un is just out of this world. Uh you've got the, the aces of or, or the the should be aces the of each depart uh promotion. Hiroshi Tanahashi ace, Kenta Mihara ace, Kaito Kimia, the future ace, the supernova. He should be there. He's getting there. Taking on Kazuchika Okada, Yuma Ayogi, and Keno. Of course, the thing that everyone is most excited about, we're getting Okada and Kaito Kiyomiya in the same fucking ring again. Let's fucking go. Oh, yeah. And and uh, hopefully they cross paths again uh, in the G1. Oh, that's the dream. That's the dream. Um, hopefully they're in the same block. They've got to be in the same block. You're, or, or at least meet in the semifinals if they do that again. Um, but Keno has been very funny uh, in the build to this, saying, you know, how because Tanahashi, Miyahara, and Kiyomiya were the representatives for each promotion at the press conference to announce this show. Keno being like, you know, Tanahashi was ace like 10 years ago. Why is he there? Miyahara, he's not ace. He does he, his his titles held by a new Japan guy. Why the fuck's he there? Kiyomiya, he just got his head, he just got embarrassed by Kazuchi Kokaido. Why the fuck is he representing Noah? Um Keno's gimmick as the angriest man in professional wrestling is one that we all love dearly. He he he's a treat. He ne- he never fails to deliver. Is he? No, he's not in Congo, right? Yeah, Keno's in Congo. Okay, go yeah. Matt. See, look at that. Look at that. Part of me wishes I had time. To, I think I would much rather watch Noah and All Japan and and New Japan versus like fucking AEW and all I, the. Other- I, I mean, I I couldn't tell you anything about all Japan, but I think Noah it's it's heavy. Its main event scene is incredible. It struggles elsewhere. Um, but, but their the, shows are so fucking long. Yeah, I think the the top of the card is just unbelievable because you got you know Keno, Nakajima, Shiozaki, Jake Lee, uh, Marufuji, um, other people that I'm clearly not going to remember. Uh, I I love their 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 top heavyweights. So exceptional. Um. But yeah, I'm very excited for that show. We'll be watching that one live, thankfully, uh, working from home on Friday. Oh, uh, look at this so game. Have that luxury. Um, so wait, is it if it's so if it's Friday? It's Friday. So you're watching it during the day? On yeah. Friday? Yeah, I closed the tab. Does I don't that know what mean it's time it starts? Does that mean it's Thursday night for me? Yeah, it would it probably be a very early hours Friday morning for you. Oh, yeah, so it I'm starts six o- six o'clock Tokyo time, which is ten a.m. UK time, and I think you're five hours behind me, Matt. So it'd be yes. five a.m. for you. So technically, I could watch it Friday night when I come home from work. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the the main oh. event, the, the the top of the card probably won't start till if it's starting at eight or five a.m. for you. Probably eight a.m. It might the main the top of the card might not start till. No, I mean, if I order it and then I just watch it when I get home from work Friday, yeah, yeah, 100%, yeah. then it'll be a win. I could do yeah. that. But that's going to be a fun little thing. Um, a, a, a big show, good cause, lots of it going to charity in Rio Goku, Koku, Kikan. Uh, a couple of more light things to touch on, some announcements. Uh, New Japan Road Tour has been announced. Um, nothing stands out. I don't think that there's no title matches on this tour. Um, you know, I am a fan and wanted to mention it because we're getting... There's people on this tour that are worth mentioning. Dan Maloney is sticking around. He's on this tour, teaming up with 
Bullet Club, uh, which is nice to see a fresh face on the cards. And Gabriel Kidd and Alex Coglin will be making their Bullet Club their debuts as members of Bullet Club as the War Dogs. Um, you know, night one on June tenth. Uh, that doesn't make sense. Wait, yeah, June tenth. That's the day after. Um, that's the day after altogether. I'm being an idiot. Um, but yeah, no, uh, it's worth a mention. You know, there's nothing musty on this tour. If you miss it, you're not gonna be kicking yourself i'm sure i don't expect any huge surprises but on saturday on june 10th or during the show we do find out how g1 climax 33 is going to roll what the blocks are going to be and the match cards to come over the tournament um so that's definitely worth you know at least checking out once that's announced uh but yeah i'm excited to see Alex Coglin and gabriel kid together as bullet club let, let, i'm fucking pumped for that I'll, I'll be tuning in just to watch that well i'm excited for a couple other announcements they they made about uh independence day Independence Day, Will Smith back in New Japan Pro Wrestling. No, not he's not gonna smack a bitch in no? the face. Oh, he's gonna yeah. smack people. I thought this was a collaboration show. You want, I mean, I haven't watched the movie in years. I don't know that I've watched the movie ever. I would really, you never watched it with the aliens? Ah, it's a good flick. You should watch it probably when I was younger. But uh, we got our night one. I think we mentioned earlier, 4th of July here in the United States. Uh, TJP and Akira catch 2-2 against the uh, newly formed Bullet Club Junior Tag Team of Clark Connors and Dan Maloney. And then night two, uh, Kenta defends his open weight championship against Eddie Kingston. Uh, and then they kind of released a list of uh, the talent that's going to be there. Uh, before, before, before you jump there, Matt, sorry to interrupt. Like, it's okay. I, Hey, these graphics look really fucking great. Um, like they really like high definition. Like New Japan might have up their game here. Uh, but B, um, God, doesn't Kenta versus Eddie Kingston just sound like a fucking nightmare? Like people are excited for this, and it's definitely people that just aren't tuned into Kenta the past year. Dude, I'll tell you when I went when when I went to those fucking shows in DC and Philly, people were on fire for him. It's he, yeah. I don't know. I'm I mean, with, dude, I, once, I mean, once upon a the, the, the Kent of old, of course, if, but I just, I think people see Kent, are they rose tinted eyes, rose tinted glasses. Perhaps they've not seen him recently. Um, I don't think this is a match to get excited over personally. No, he won some other fucking title here in the States too. They mentioned oh, he beat Nick, Nick Wayne for the defied title. I think whatever defied have named their championship. Then a fucking hot dog will get you nothing. Oh, uh, but yeah, sorry. They they have announced a list of the wrestlers that are going to be uh, attending uh, at these two Independence Day shows as well. It's a cool list. It's a very cool list. Um, and after it was released, I did a little bit of uh, my due diligence for the Wizards podcast, uh, and I can tell you that we are setting up an interview with motherfucking bad dude Tito, baby. Oh, you got. Tio, no! Can I join? Can I? Can I be a wizard for one night only? hundred oh, percent. Oh, I love that dude. Big fucking teats. Oh, god I damn it! I saw the announcement. I took my fucking shot, and he was all in, and I'm fucking pumped about oh, it. Oh man, you've got to, you've got to become the shining teats for one night only. So we're gonna. We're, I'm working. I'll, I'll let you as soon as I get a date. I'll let you know, Kieran. We're working. We're working it out. But I'm excited, and I'm happy to see that he's gonna get to be there for for these tapings because uh, he is a name I was hoping I was gonna see for the G1 because I just, dude. Even if he had like fucking two points, it would just the people over there will go crazy for him. He is it, such a, a 
such a unique looking individual and he can wrestle and he fucking screams and he's like a bruiser brody stan hansen baby it's he would just be so fucking over in japan i'm i'm so interested to see the reactions the crowd they, they, these guys get because the, the, the new japan audience are tremendous at creating signs that are so original with the art and stuff and you know making wrestlers feel instantly welcome and loved uh and i remember hearing rocky romero in interviews in years past saying you know new japan strong might not be the most popular thing among english-speaking western fans but it it's very popular in japan it's got a very hardcore base of fans from the new japan audience in japan so i imagine that there are a lot of people that you know i don't want to say anyone no one's name on here is bad but the people that are excited to see the dkc they're excited to see you know west coast reagan crew like sincerely the, the list is great um as matt alluded to you've got the dkc rocky romero alex zane returning to japan tom lawler jr kratos west coast wrecking crew royce isaacs Joel nelson bad dude tito uh tjp francesco akira clark connors alex coglin gabriel kidd dan maloney lance archer returning to japan yet again and eddie kingston it is that is such a fucking stacked name list that that is a the, like I'm so ha- JR Kratos, if he soars over that fucking top rope, they're gonna lose their minds. Oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. So this is this is gonna be this is gonna be uh, fun. It's gonna be fun to see uh, this unfold in the matches because you know the way they're presenting uh, strong. Um, you know they're taping all the matches for, from these two days, and that'll get us to whatever the next big big strong show is so this should be a lot of fun and uh i would expect a tag title being defended at this show too maybe i mean they've announced that it's coglin and clark connors will be competing on the card um you know they're clearly challenging for the tag titles it's not happening on new japan road then we're into forbidden door then we're into these shows and then we're into the g1 climax so you know are they gonna wait until after the g1 climax that's a long time away we're looking at the end of august beginning of september otherwise um so you know it's gonna be i I hope we get that sooner or later and i hope fucking the war dogs get them titles that'll be exciting they're they gonna fucking pepper us no it looks like they're not it looks like we got a couple the G1's looking like it's going to be a little easier to digest. Uh, it's over. It's over a month. It's like one day shy of a month or something. It won't be. The, the, it won't be best of the Super Juniors again. We July fifteenth to August thirteenth. We can have our cake and eat it this time. I'm instead good of, with that, man. Instead of having your cake and having it shoved down your fucking throat. <laughs> I'm good with that. I'm fucking good with that. But man. yeah. Like we we spent all the better part of an hour almost talking about Dominion alone. This has been a blast. It's been we we say it every time New Japan is on fucking fire. Like there, there's no saying people need to stop saying New Japan is back. They've been back for a while now, guys. Like you know that that this is not we're back to normality. This was New Japan pre-pandemic when every show just felt like the best, and you know people rate you know the kenny omega times and all that stuff they, they this is just new japan being new japan guys this is this is why we love it this is why we do bread club this is why we've been speaking about it for 24 episodes because when it's good it's the fucking best thing in the world yeah absolutely if you're just tuning in on fightful overbooked and you're listening to this in a podcast form or watching on youtube like this is the time if you've been on the fence or AEW or wwe is just not doing it for you put down the fucking whatever 900 yen it's like seven bucks 
get in on that new Japan world. They got English commentary for like 95% of the shows. And Chris Charlton and Kevin Kelly do an unbelievable job. This is the time. Like, if you feel like you've been cheated out, you didn't get to see the Tanahashi, Okada, Naito rise uh, and, you know, bringing New Japan out of the ashes, like, jump on now because we're going to see a whole lot more with Shota and Ren, <laughs> Suji and and Osprey. And who knows, you know, Kenny Omega is going to factor into this and Woo! fucking Brian Danielson. Like, the, the, the possibilities are endless. So if you've been thinking about watching new japan pro wrestling like get in now quick shout out to will pro wrestling on twitter because i put out a call for questions he asked some uh, but we've hit them already so thank you for your questions will pro wrestling um as always guys leave the youtube comments below man it is fun to interact with you guys uh you know the usual culprits are always there and we love and appreciate you watching every fucking time yeah it's a blessing and thank you to jeremy and everyone over at fightful overbooked who uh, gives us this platform to get together every couple weeks and talk about New Japan Pro Wrestling. I could not have asked for a better partner in crime. I could have. I know. I put you over <laughs> the, the weeds, Wednesday in the weeds. I don't know if you <laughs> fucking stuck with me, but... No, it's great. It, it would be boring if it was two of me, if it was just two historical analysis. It, it, it's such a fucking blast. This is a great, uh, you know... I. When when uh, when it, Jeremy a year ago said that he was trying to put this thing together and reach out to his DMs if you're interested, and I reached out and then he was like, oh yeah, I'm looking at Matt from the Shining Wizards as well, and I was like, who's this? Who's that? And we jumped on. We had never spoken to each other, uh, barely over a couple of times over DMs, and we just started. We pressed that fucking record button, and here we are, more than a year later, still going strong. Hell yeah! And I, it's been such a blast. So, thanks, Kieran. Oh, this is a bit uh, getting a bit emotional. It feels is, is this the end? Are you gonna betray me? Is this a Dan Maloney thing? No, no. Are you, no, are, you are you behind me? No, I got my fucking Lij Pumpkin T-shirt on. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> oh man, um, that, please comment, like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Um, you can check me out on Twitter at Kieran RH93. More importantly, check out Wrestle In at Wrestle I Double N. Um, Wrestle In dot com patreon.com slash wrestle in recorded an episode of noob japan tv with gideon gray uh i could listen i could talk to that man forever i keep telling him he should get his own podcast or something he is such a brain for the business uh so well thought out uh you can't argue with him he's just so logical and sound um but yeah we watched a match together we hardly talked about the match because we were just talking about so much other stuff admittedly um but that's a patreon exclusive and that will be out on patreon by the time this drops on youtube uh so yeah, go check that out. You'll 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 get a clip on Twitter too at Wrestle in I double N. What was the uh, what was the match? <laughs> There's a reason I didn't mention it. The matches are very exciting. Uh, okay. I just you know whatever. I, I I I let the wrestlers pick, um, and he picked Simon Grimm versus Timothy Thatcher from Beyond Wrestling. I want to say in like 2019. Okay. Um, but yeah, uh, I I let him pick. Uh, he doesn't he doesn't like watching his own matches. He said, which is fair enough. Um. But yeah, next month I'll be getting another wrestler on and we'll be watching another match. Um, but Matt, is there any guest on Wizards tonight? No, no guests on oh, the uh, on the Wizards podcast. Uh, every Monday night at Wizards podcast on all forms of social media. Me and the guys uh, talk wrestling. Um, we have a YouTube page. You can watch. I lost my mind about Double or Nothing last week, so you can watch that. Um, 
We just have a good time. We don't take it too seriously. We are knowledgeable, but we'd rather just fuck off for two hours. So uh, we play games and we just have fun. It's just fun. And the Bad Dude Tito's coming up now in a couple weeks. So as soon as I get a date about that, I'll, I'll put that all on the social media. So be sure to follow at Wizards Podcast. I'm so excited for you to get the opportunity to interview Big Teats. This, this, you know, you interviewed Bad Luck Farley recently. You had uh, Clark Connors on the show a few months ago. Kevin Kelly, all the you've had, you've had stars, you've had studs, but dude, I, I can't wait for you to get a hold of Big Teats. Yeah, I'm very excited to grab the, the Big Teats. I think the Big Teats are gonna be. I think they're gonna be really nice in your palms. Like you're really gonna enjoy playing with the Big Teats. Very firm. Very firm. Very firm. So. Well, Kieran, go take care of Yuki and make sure she's I know. okay. I need to check on my little girl. Uh, and I'm going to go prepare for the Wizards. And uh, and then we'll convene back at this same location in two weeks. I will give expert expertise about all together and all the new wrestlers that I didn't know shit about. Uh, <laughs> we'll <laughs> we'll talk about if that if that's not enticing to come back for the next next episode, I don't know what is. That that's Patreon oh exclusive material. Matt Matt talking be. about all the new wrestlers he's lying about. No, Patreon material is me watching like some stardom. Patreon material is what you're doing, like watching every episode of is it ECW? No, I'm doing uh WWF nineteen ninety-three. I'm putting together I have a I've, I have a very big sound bites and, and uh, dirt sheets and it's a very big very big project I'm working on, but I'm very excited it, about it. It deserves love. Check that out on the Wizards Patreon as well, and you know all that good stuff. Um, thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, we'll be back in two weeks. Fightful Overbooked, FightfulOverbooked.com, Fightful.com. Uh, if you're getting your wrestling news from anywhere else, you're a fool. So go to Fightful Overbooked and like, rate, review. We'll be back in two weeks to cover more New Japan Pro Wrestling. Until then. Uh, backwards book. I don't know how to do it. Like, if you're not in the same room as me, Karen, how do we do this? They should do that with their fingers. Be like, whoa, 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 whoa. boom. <laughs> I can't wait. Can't wait for people to hate on me for my 180 on David Finley. <laughs> it's not so much David Finley either. It's the people that he's uh brought into the Bullet Club stable. He's doing a good fucking job. All how David Finley. Does out. Al- can I just before we go? I'm sorry. Does Alex Coglin not look like he belongs, or is he just? I think he's got some work to do. He, the, dude, when he walked up after they debuted, his eyes were giant, and I'm like, he either doesn't know what he's doing, or he, <laughs> or he's a fucking psychopath. I and think I not want to get in the ring with him. I think Gabe is the mouthpiece, and Alex just standing behind him would fucking work wonders, like with those crazy eyes. So do the Japanese fans understand the fuck yous? I uh, that they certainly understand the middle finger, I'm sure, uh, at the very least. Um, so I'm sure Gabriel's getting that point that got that point across at uh, oh, uh, minimum. Him and Clark are fucking Jesus Christ. I know they're they're, they're trigger happy with the middle fingers, aren't they? Uh, Dan Maloney too. He's he's very happy. Oh yeah, I know, man. He, he instead of throwing up the crown like every two seconds, he'll throw up a middle finger. You know what though? He uh he lost the right to throw up the crown. And he's gonna have to answer to Will Ospreay one day. He did. Um he even did he, he have the United Empire shirt as well, didn't he? The, he these stuff off. these stuff are worth gold. Like, you know, they're only gonna be around for a month before someone changes a fucking faction these days. Right. Imagine if you got imagine if you got a just four guys shirt before they became just five guys. 
one of those shits go on sale in the fucking t-shirt store. Yeah. <laughs> uh, God. Fucking free one with everything you order. I'll be getting my Alex Coughlin shirt to support him, no matter what it is. It's got to be War Dogs. It's just got to say War Dogs, right? Hopefully, yeah. They, they 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 could do something with a Bullet Club logo where it's like a mouth, like claws and or teeth and stuff. Yeah, I think I I, I got faith. I got faith. You know something. I know. I don't know something. I spoke to Alex, but I don't know something. Yeah, you always know something, you fucking motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys in two weeks. <laughs> oh, let me take this thing now, so you get the whole feel for the Bread Club. It's a pretty good looking logo, buddy. It's a very good looking logo, especially my half. Yes. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.